Hi there, Rachel here. If you're listening to this episode in May of 2024, I have some big news. After selling out during the holiday season, my Flex of Gold journal is available for pre-order right now and will be shipping to your home by the end of June. To celebrate, we're running an amazing pre-order sale for Mother's Day. Purchase the journal before May 13th and you'll get $10 off every journal. This is our best price of the year, even better than Black Friday, so it's the perfect time to stock up for gifts for family and friends. This three-year journal helps mothers to notice, savor, and write down the fleeting golden moments that they experience with their children each day. So go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to reserve your copy, and you'll also see our brand new cover colors, as well as our new cover option, which is a wipeable vegan leather. So again, go to 3in30podcast.com slash flexofgold to pre-order your journal, and from now until Mother's Day 2024, they'll be marked down by $10 each. I can't wait for you to experience the magic of this beautiful gratitude journal for mothers. You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this month of episodes is brought to us by one of my all-time favorite resources for families, Bravery Magazine. You're going to hear so much more about this incredible company in today's episode, but I wanted to tell you up front that you can get 10% off a purchase with Bravery by using the code 3 and 30 at checkout, and I will put that link in the show notes. This is episode number 132, Inspiring Bravery in Our Kids Through Role Models. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. What does it mean to be brave? I asked my two kids this question and I loved their answers. Sally, who's five, said, it means to fight in a war or something. (laughs) Noah, who's eight, said, to stand up for other people and to face your fears. My heart pretty much exploded when I heard both of their answers because I just love them so dang much and because it's pretty incredible to see their sense of the world and themselves expanding with age and experience. More than anything, I want to raise children who are brave, which to me means loving themselves and other people enough to do scary and uncomfortable things to bring their unique gifts to the world. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to two mothers who are doing exactly that. Just a few years ago, Ashley Eichley and Elise Beard got the itch to start something after having experiences with their young children that made them realize that they wanted to provide better role model options for kids. Elise had studied elementary education in college, and she loves to write, and Ashley studied advertising business and photography. So these two close friends brought their talents together to create a beautiful children's publication called Bravery Magazine. Each issue focuses on a different inspirational woman and tells the story of her life, her struggles, and her contributions to the world big and small. I can't say enough about the beauty of this magazine and how it's impacted my children, so I reached out to them to see if they would be interested in collaborating with 3 and 30 as our June sponsor because I wanted all of you to know about the work that they're doing. I'm thrilled and honored that they said yes, and I wanted you to get a personal introduction to their work today by bringing them on the show for an episode about how we as mothers can use role models to inspire our kids to dream and do. So Elise and Ashley, welcome to 3 and 30. Hey, Rachel. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, we're excited to be here. Thank you. 
I just love your magazine. And in our house, my kids love doing the craft activities and they love looking at all the gorgeous illustrations. You've really created something special and I know it hasn't been easy. So thank you for the work that you do for families. Thank you. That's really nice to hear. I loved uh, hearing their responses to what to what bravery means. So that's really fun. And just the other day, my daughter made the snow from the from the Junko issue with the conditioner and the baking soda, and she was having a ball. And <laughs> so I just appreciate the ideas that you have in there, because that's something that I never would have thought to do, but it was pretty simple for her to pull out that stuff and do it. So I feel like at the heart of what you do at Bravery, you facilitate a way for parents to introduce their kids to role models. And in today's episode, we're going to dive more deeply into some overarching principles for how parents can do that, whether or not they're using your magazine to do it. Parents can do this with any number of resources. And I love that your three takeaways are action steps that we can take to bring role models into our children's life. So we can just go ahead and dive right in with your first takeaway of how we do this. Sure. I think the most important thing maybe to start with is to tell their stories. So that would be our first takeaway is to tell their stories. And this is actually what kind of inspired and started what we're doing now in our project is I told my daughter, who was almost three at the time, the story of Rosie the Riveter to help her get ready for a little photo shoot that we were doing for Halloween. I told her the story Mm -hmm. and just in a couple of sentences. And then the next week after the photo shoot for an entire week, she spent the week acting like Rosie, running around the house, building airplanes and fixing things. And I was just incredibly inspired that she could hear a really short, simple story about, you know, an amazing woman who had done something, something brave and grasp onto that at a young age. And she just took off with it. So I, I think telling stories is where it starts. Hmm. That's powerful. And do you have some examples of that from some of the issues that you've done already? So you just published your 11th issue. And so you've learned a lot about a lot of really incredible women. And what are some of your favorite examples of the power of telling kids the stories to help them sort of cultivate these characteristics in themselves? Yeah, I think we've heard a lot of experiences from readers, both from readers, and then we've also had personal experiences ourselves. So something that comes to mind is I know both Annalise and I have had this experience where, you know, we take our kids out hiking. And after reading the issue that we did about Junko, who was the first woman to climb Mount Everest, anytime we go hiking, as soon as they see like kind of a bigger hill or something, they take off, run as fast as they can and say, I'm going to climb that mountain just like Junko did. Or they get to the top and Mm -hmm. put their hands on their hips and say, I did it. I climbed to the top just like Junko did. It's very motivating for them to remember her story about all that she overcame to climb that Mount Mm -hmm. Everest. And you can see them using that as they're trying to motivate themselves to do something a little bit challenging on the hike. Yeah. And I love that kids like feel like they're on a first name basis with these people. My daughter, the same. She's like, well, when Junko did this, I'm like, your pal Junko, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, really really, like personalized to them. Like they're their friends and they're their inspiration. They know them and they want to be like them, which is so cool. Exactly. And it also helps teach them different principles. Another example is we learned about Jane Goodall and learned about how patient she was when she went to learn about chimpanzees and how it took a long time before the chimpanzees would approach her and she learned to wait and wait patiently and 
as I've taught my children about that, my daughter, who was three years old, it, it was like all of a sudden she grasped the concept of patience, which for a three-year-old to grasp is not, you know, it was kind of mind-blowing. And so a couple weeks later or something, we were in a store waiting in line and she turned to me and said, we have to be patient right now, huh, mom? Just like Jane. And I said, yeah, that's right, we do. And she waited patiently and it was kind of mind-blowing because she doesn't usually do that but it connected the dots for her it was a way to take a hard concept and teach it through the lens of a real human being and and learn about that through her story yeah and so great that you don't have to like lecture it you don't have to explicitly teach it you can just share these stories and then the principles come through and there's also a lot of components of your magazine I love that you also you have their story, but then you also bring out related character traits and you'll have like a little feature on that. So they're learning, but it's not like their parents are lecturing them or sermonizing. They're just learning through this magazine about this woman that they've come to admire. And that actually, yeah, that's a really great segue into our next takeaway because this is kind of used as a vehicle to introduce um, new or difficult topics to kids as well. You tell their stories, but it also is a really great way to introduce them to things that might be difficult to talk about in just like a random, you know, like a normal day. For example, our last issue, we featured Maya Angelou. And if you're familiar with her story, she was sexually abused as a kid. And that is a really difficult thing. It really affected her life. I mean, she didn't speak for five years. So from mm-hmm. it, it's hard to tell her story without broaching that subject as well. I think it's a really great way to use somebody's life experience to kind of broach these difficult topics like sexual abuse. And I love how delicately you address these things, you know, in the Maya Angelou issue, which I actually have right here. There's a page in here that says, let's talk, understanding what abuse is and how to get help. What is abuse? Abuse can be a scary word, but it is important that you know what it is. Abuse happens when someone hurts another person's body or mind on purpose. No one should ever kick, hit, or injure your body. No one should touch private areas of your body. No one should ever use mean words to threaten you or make you feel ashamed about who you are. What should you do? And then there's a little section about if that's happened to you or someone you know what to do. So it's just very delicately put. And that's kind of like a side page that you have after telling a bit about her story. And so it's very appropriate, but it, like you said, it brings something up that you might not normally talk about with your kids, just like on the everyday, be like, hey, let me tell you about abuse. You know, this feels a little bit more gentle to bring it up in this way. Yeah, exactly. I think we all want our kids to be safe and to be educated on these topics, but it can be difficult to just kind of know how to do that. And so I think this is a nice vehicle to do that. You know, you sit down, you're reading some stories, you're enjoying time together, and you hear in her story that she was abused when I read this to my daughter, she said, what does that mean, mom? And it was really comforting for me to know, like, well, let me tell you. And I turned the page. We read the page together and she asked me some questions and we had a really good discussion about it and trying to do it in a way that's also appropriate for the age and the place that your child is in is really important. And so I think when you are familiar with role model stories and their experiences, then you have the power to control how you deliver that to them. Yes. And this month's issue is about Yursa Mardini, and she is a refugee. And that's another topic that is big and somewhat hard to explain to kids. But when you do it through the lens of one individual and you tell their story, it's a little bit easier for kids to grasp what it means. 
one of the most specific feedback I think we get is from our Temple Grandin issue, mm, yeah. which is a lot about engineering and inventing. And then it's also talks about autism in there because Temple Grandin does have autism. And so we've gotten a lot of feedback that people were able to use her story to tell their child that they have autism and that that's not a bad thing, that it just means mm. that they see the world differently mm. than other people. It's a really positive empowering look at autism and people have really been grateful for that resource to show their kids like you know what you do have autism but that's kind of like a superpower that a lot of people don't have and it gives you abilities that other people don't have Mm -hmm. and that's beautiful to uh, that it's not just teaching kids about issues but also teaching them about themselves and in a way that parents may not have known, how do I tell my kid this, you know, but doing it through the lens of somebody who was really successful in their life, who was a hero is a way that's beautiful for parents to tell their children more about themselves. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And then what's your third takeaway? Our third takeaway is to introduce new possibilities. When you're talking about role models and you're using the power of role models to inspire your kids to dream and to do, A really important part of that is to introduce them to new things that they can do. When you introduce kids to different role models, there's so many amazing women who do a variety of things and a lot of different professions, come from lots of different backgrounds. So you're you're opening up the world to your kid and it may touch on something that they're already interested in or spark something that they become interested in that they wouldn't have otherwise been introduced to in a typical setting of a homework classroom, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. My daughter, she is seven or she's eight right now. But when we did an issue about Frida Kahlo, I've mentioned her before, the artist. And my daughter, that is her favorite issue to date. Sure, it's fun and colorful, but it is about art. And she was able to draw a picture for the issue itself. But then as she learned more about Frida and her story and how she was really resilient and just how she taught herself how to be an artist. She really took that to heart and she was able to call herself an artist and own that. And that was through Frida's story. She realized that Frida wasn't just a painter just because she was really good at the beginning, that she worked at it and she drew foot after foot after foot as she laid in bed covering from being really hurt that she taught herself. And then my daughter picked up and kept trying and trying and realizing that she's not going to get it right the first time and she's going to keep practicing until she gets really good and that was really really powerful for her to be introduced to art in that way and realize that it takes a lot of practice Mm -hmm. and then she is a self-proclaimed artist who wants to be an artist and an author someday which is really amazing and cool to see I love that my my son I don't think had even really realized that architecture I don't know if we'd even talked about architecture as an option before we got the issue. Say her name. I don't yeah, know. Zaha. Zaha, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. Zaha Hadid. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Yeah. And it's such a great fit for him that I think it sparked an idea in him that he didn't know that something like that had existed. Because he's a kid that has always been, he creates cities and buildings out of cardboard boxes and boats and all sorts of things. But he didn't realize that people actually do that as a job, you know, so who knows if he will become that, but it just opened his mind to, oh, this is a 
talent and a gift that I already have, and I could use it professionally someday. I could use it out in the world to build real buildings. Yeah, exactly. I think we forget that our kids, they know that you can be a teacher or a doctor or or like things that they're familiar with in their lives. But if they've never been introduced to professions that may be outside of their world, Mm. that they don't they don't have that knowledge. And not even just professions. It also introduces them to causes that they might not even know exist, but they might get passionate about supporting. There's so much value in opening up their worldview to outside of what they may know in their daily life. Yeah, exactly. And do you have any other examples from readers or from your own children of ways that these magazines have introduced new possibilities for them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think something that comes to mind is when we've been reading some of the issues with my children, uh, specifically around Mae Jemison, who was the first Black woman to go to space. We talked a lot about what it means to be Black and the challenges that come mm-hmm. for people who are Black and living in a world that th- where things aren't fair and what that looks like. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had conversations about that. And then recently with the, I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen the run with Ahmaud Arbery, we were able to open up and have some more conversations about it and and talk about how just like you know, May Jemison experienced racism, that's something that's still happening mm. now and happening today. And my daughter kind of got this sad look in her eyes, but then she, you could tell it was like, this is a cause I want to be a part of. She didn't want to go on the run when I first said, we're going to go on a run. But then once I told her why, she said, yeah, mom, let's go. And got in the mm. car and was like, let's do this. This is something I want to be a part of, which was really powerful to me. Yeah. Yeah, and so powerful that she already had some context because of the discussions you'd had about May. And so there's context for these current events that are coming up because it is so important to talk to our children about the current events and the state of the world. And it's sometimes it's hard to figure out how to do that. But when they have context, then it makes a little bit more sense to them. Exactly. Like it would have been really hard for me to have to explain from the beginning. But once I, I just had to refer to, you know how... Mae Jemison and Maya Angelou experienced racism and how we've talked about Rosa Parks and and it, she, it just clicked. She knew we have a Rosa Parks book that we love to read. And and even last night, she wanted me to read it again before bed. And she just smiled and looked at me and said, Mom, Black women are just amazing, aren't Aww. they? And I said, yeah, they are, honey. And it, it was really a cool moment for it just has been clicking with her more and more. And she's only six years old. So wow. And I, and I think that that's an important thing to, to realize with all of these is that to not underestimate our kids and their capabilities for really understanding these non-fictional stories of real people with real experiences and then mm. also not underestimate their capability to like take it on and understand it and then act. Yes. And, and handle it. You can handle it. Our kids can really take it and then run with it. And that is what is really inspiring. It's just what kids are doing on their own. When you are presenting them with these stories, with these possibilities, with these facts, what they can do with them in their own minds is really, really incredible. Yeah, totally. 
And so as parents are listening to this, I hope that everybody will subscribe to your magazine because it's, it is incredible. I'm not just saying that, but even if they don't, how, I guess I want to know a little bit more about the process of how you decide on the person, how you research them, how you take their life and draw from it the lessons or the things that you could include in your magazine, because a parent could do that with any role model. Like if they want to introduce their child to any person from history, how would they go about then picking out those pieces to kind of bring forward? Can you just give us a little bit of background into your process of how you do that? Yeah. And actually, before we started the magazine, we were playing around with this idea of having a group of parents and kids get together and learn about one woman. And how we were going to do that is we were going to choose somebody that we thought was inspiring and then look at what their field of study is or, you know, what they have done. And so I'll just do a quick example. So Jane Goodall, she is a conservationist and she studies chimps. So she's an animal scientist. So you would take that, a lot of times we'll take what they're doing and use that as our base. Um, The person is the vehicle, but what they do with their Mm. lives is really how we make the magazine. So Jane Goodall, you choose Jane Goodall and you have unit, you can have opportunities to talk about animals and animal science, chimpanzees, what they do, how they talk, uh, where they live. You can learn about habitats and all of that. That's one, you know, arm that you can use to talk. And then you can also, she's also a conservationist, So you can talk about keeping your earth clean and how you can recycle and how you can keep the forests clean and, and safe for the animals that live there. So these, basically, you're just taking it and you're using it as a base to kind of branch off into a lot of different ways. I mean, you can do this with anybody. So when we are building our magazine, that's what we're doing. We're finding a woman. We're really focusing on what she has done with her life. And then we're finding all the different ways that we can um, create these different like entry points to education from this Mm. one person and what she does. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. And it's beautiful. I mean, I think a parent could think about that person's profession, the causes they were passionate about, the challenges that they faced in their life, where they lived, what food they liked. Like these are all things that I see in within your issues that you bring all these different pieces in. And anybody could do that with any person with just a little bit of time and thought about how they wanted to do it. Exactly. And I know just from the issues that we've gotten, I haven't like sat down and studied the threads, but I know that there are some repeated features. Like in every single magazine, you have certain features. What are some of those that you have in every magazine? Yeah, so we have a couple different ones. We have a Brave Kid feature. One of the most popular things is kids can submit their artwork and kids go crazy to see their artwork in magazines. And it's really fun to see their interpretation of the woman that we're featuring or the subject matter. So that's something that's really fun. I have to sift through all of those and pick who makes it in. So that's one of the hardest parts of my job. But oh, I bet uh, we have something called a support squad that's not in every issue, but that's kind of a new feature where we highlight a male role model who Mm. supported this female that we're talking about. So for example, Julia Child, her husband, Paul Child was very supportive and very influential in her work. And so it's this cute spread about them with pictures of Mm. him um, taking pictures of her food. And I think one, she, is he like wiping her brow or something while she's on set for one of her shows and then just talks (laughs) about him and some of like, 
things that you don't really know about Paul. So that's kind of a fun new thing. I have to say, I loved the support squad in the Maya Angelou because it was her brother, her older brother, right? And he was the only person that she would yes. talk to after her abuse. And so that teaches a lot about the power of family and sibling relationships. So there's so many lessons there. And I appreciated that you highlighted him and the role that he played in her life and the safety that she felt with him. Yes, exactly. That was a really important person and just the power of having somebody to, you know, confide in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our, our DIYs, we have DIYs in every issue, usually have three and one is at least, at least one is always STEM focused or theme focused. There's usually a craft. There's usually something scientific. So we try to keep these really educational, but they're a way to get really hands-on with the different touch points of the magazine. For example, you, I mean, you mentioned the Junko and the snow and that's just an, yeah, just you make snow from really simple things you have around your house. They're never complicated because we, mm-hmm. in our own personal lives as mothers, are not the type of moms who like to try really hard with uh, activities with our kids. So we, (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're saying that because when my daughter first said she wanted to make the snow, I was like, why did they do this to me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you can deal with a little, (laughs) I was like, uh, but then I saw how easy it was for her to really do on her own. I'm like, okay, we can handle this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For most of them, we are, that's how we are uh, trying to make them is that they could do it on their own or with very minimal help. And there might be some mess. So if you're okay with the mess, then, then you'll really love the DIYs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lots of different things in the magazine, but those are some really awesome features that people love. Yeah. And that parents could recreate in their own homes with any person, even with exactly. like a relative or a family member that they want to teach their children about. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea. I think that would be really fun way to bring like a hands-on learning experience to learn about your ancestors. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you ladies. This has been really powerful um, to hear about how we can use real people to teach our children so many different things, to teach them about the, the, the possibilities for them, for their lives, to teach them about tough topics and hard things that they may face in their life. And before we ended, I wanted to ask you the same question that I asked my kids before we started this episode. What does it mean to you to be brave? I think bravery, you know, can mean different things at different times in our lives. So I think for me right now, it means to push through my insecurities and to own my weaknesses, but also own my strengths and push through where I may feel weak and, and rely more on my strengths. Yes. And I see that. I see that in all of the women you featured. They've all done that to some extent. That's a powerful definition. What about you, Elise? What I think bravery really is generally is just that it looks different for different people. And through these uh, lenses of these different women, we see that, you know, bravery really looks different on everybody. And there are a lot of things that count, you know, quote unquote, as bravery. And You just kind of have to find what your brave is and then run with it. Yeah. And on the back of every one of your issues, it says, be your own kind of brave, which is so beautiful. And I know that's what we hope for all of our children. So thank you so much for coming on today. And thank you for sponsoring the podcast and supporting it so that we can make these episodes possible. And we're just so glad to have you on 3 and 30. Thank you, Rachel. We're big fans of everything that you do. Yeah. Thanks for having us. 
Thank you, friends, for tuning in today. I hope that this episode inspired you of simple ways that you can use the stories of brave people from history and current events to teach your children to be their own kind of brave. To find men or women to highlight with your kids, you can obviously subscribe to Bravery Magazine, and I totally recommend it. But you can also just Google something like 100 Inspirational People for Children or check out children's biographies at your local library or look in your own family history. Once you've identified a person to highlight, remember the three takeaways from today's episode. First, tell your children the stories of these inspirational people. They will grasp much more than you realize, and they will even start to emulate them within their own play and their imagination. Second, use the life experiences of these heroes as a vehicle to introduce difficult topics. Don't gloss over the tough parts of someone's story. Look for those areas and then ask yourself, how can I use the challenges that this person faced to introduce this topic to my child in a gentle way? And finally, third, introduce your children to new possibilities, professions, and causes through the lens of a variety of role models from different places, times, cultures, and fields. This will inspire your kids to dream big and see the world through a broader, more hopeful lens. As always, I want to emphasize that you don't have to do this perfectly and you don't have to spend hours of your very limited time as a mom doing this research. This week, just start by talking with your kids about someone admirable that you already know about and build from there. And if you're interested in subscribing to Bravery, so a lot of this research is already done for you, you can go to braverymag.com and use the code 3 and 30 at checkout to get 10% off. I truly cannot recommend this resource highly enough. And the magazines are made with heirloom quality paper and artwork, so they really become like books to add to your children's book collection. We will keep every single issue that we've received. I love you all. I hope you know the good that you're doing in your homes every single day. And I hope you have a great week with your family. I'm Stacy Toth. And I'm Dr. Sarah Ballantyne. And we'd like to invite you to come listen to our podcast, The Whole View. Each week, we follow the science for an in-depth answer to a listener-requested topic related to health and wellness. But we're not your typical health show. We're talking emotional and physical, looking at dozens of scientific studies to support our answers. You might be surprised what the science can tell us. When we share practical tips and embarrassing personal stories, we make sure no one is left thinking perfection is the goal. In fact, this one time at band camp... Uh, uh, Not now, Stacey! Oh, right, sorry. I was about to get on a soapbox again. The whole view is exactly that, a comprehensive and holistic look at important topics that likely resonate with you. We also take a body positive approach, and instead of engaging in diet culture, we focus on what the actual medical research says are the healthiest choices in terms of diet, lifestyle, and non-toxic living. And we're not afraid to bust myths that are trending in health-conscious communities. Join us to laugh and learn and just feel like you're hanging out with your two nerdiest besties. Check out the Whole View podcast wherever you listen, and don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode.